0: So, how was how were these resettlement packages offered to Zimbabwean victims?
1: Well, um, uh, the government of Zimbabwe, through the Minister for Mashingo Province, where these victims um, are, made it clear that it was not a matter of choice, uh, but that they had to accept um, the official government resettlement plans or risk losing um, aid in terms of food, shelter, the tents that are provided by the donor agencies. Uh, as well as uh, health facilities. So initially these um, victims were uh, put in a camp for displaced people between February 2014 and August 2014. And then uh, in August, government forcibly shut down the camp uh, to displace the people and force them into uh, one hectare plot, which had been earmarked for resettlement.
0: So where are these victims now? Have they accepted these resettlement packages?
1: Uh, they were forcibly moved by, by police onto this one example, plot, so this is where they are. They continue to live uh, in tents um, in, in this area without adequate access to food, shelter, and sanitation. Uh, they've done so, but they are protesting. Uh, but the challenge is that the uh, government deployed over 200 police uh, to. Carry Out the operation. So the, it was not out of choice, but it was under uh, the heavy hand of, of government that they went into uh, resettlement uh, without adequate compensation to most of them.
0: This is contained in a 57 page report by Human Rights Watch. What happens to it now?
1: Uh, well, um, we are in, in Arare in Zimbabwe to present our findings to uh, the government of Zimbabwe, to the relevant ministers, as well as to the Zimbabwe Human Rights Commission, uh, requesting them to urgently investigate the circumstances that these people are living under and also engaging with the... United Nations agencies in Zimbabwe as well as the broader donor community uh, to alert them of these challenges and to uh, ask them to ensure that their aid is not misused uh, to coerce people into accepting resettlement and that there is strict monitoring of this treatment so that their aid is not diverted and that it reaches intended beneficiaries. So we uh, have a long uh, advocacy mission here in Zimbabwe to try and convince government. be more sensitive about the plight of these victims, and also to ensure that the rights of these uh, displaced people are respected. Uh, You might be aware that Zimbabwe has ratified the African Union Convention on the Rights of the Displaced People. So we are saying that uh, Mugabe, being the new African Union uh, chairperson, uh, should also respect the rights that are provided for in the African Union Convention.
0: And in terms of Human Rights Watch, will you be able to give, offer any help to these flood victims? Uh, the, the help that
1: we, we are offering is the investigation that we have carried out and we're presenting that report, which um, we hope will be used, uh, will be the basis the of possibly uh, legal action if they wish to take uh, the matter. So we are also working closely with local groups here in Zimbabwe uh, that have been supporting the victims, uh, including Zimbabwe Lawyers for Human Rights, The Human Rights NGO Forum, the Counseling Services Unit, these civil society organizations have been at the forefront of supporting these victims. So we are saying that we are now providing uh, um, uh, documented evidence of what transpired as the basis for legal action, and also our engagement and advocacy with the relevant authorities is also a form of help that we're offering to uh, the victims. Unfortunately, we are not a humanitarian organization, so we cannot give aid, but we are just alerting the donor community in terms of the mechanisms for accountability and monitoring that must be in place uh, to ensure that the flood victims benefit. Uh, at the moment, uh, they had utterly been forgotten in their destitution. So we are also raising the matter and putting it back on the table uh, for for governments to directly address it and to prioritize it.
0: And what sort of timeline are you imagining here?
1: Well, the situation of these 20,000 flood victims is desperate. So it is, some measures must be immediate. For example, ensuring that they have adequate um, uh, food, uh, shelter and health facilities. This is uh, really urgent, but we're also saying that there are some mechanisms that can be put in place in the medium to long term. Uh, payment of uh, adequate and fair compensation is also something that is urgent. Another challenge that uh, we highlight in our report as uh, Human Rights Watch is that the land onto which these 20,000 people have been resettled is land that is subject to dispute in terms of ownership. So there are multiple claims of ownership on that land. And we are saying that these uh, families are at high risk of further displacement because this land, there is no confirmation of who owns this land. government claims that it owns the land. Private companies, uh, including the Development Trust of Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe Bioenergy and um, uh, the Nuanesi Ranch Private Limited, are all claiming ownership of the land. So that is another huge challenge that is there for these people. They cannot... Uh, build permanent homes on this land because, uh, of this dispute or in terms of ownership and title deeds.